Hello everyone, welcome to Formula 1 Mirror. What a brilliant qualifying session which we have seen right now in Baku. Charles Leclerc got the provisional pole position. And just like last time what happened in Monaco, there was some red flag where everybody had to abandon their laps, which effectively gave Charles Leclerc the pole position. So this exactly same thing happened. Just this time, rather than Charles Leclerc being the one who brought out the red flags, it was Yuki Sonoda who put his car in the barriers which caused the red flags. So at the end result was that Charles Leclerc got the pole position and everybody had to abandon their laps. But still, even without the red flags, Charles Leclerc did brilliantly to put him his Ferrari car in the provisional pole position. He did got some help from the Ferrari uh, from the Mercedes guys because Mercedes actually went with the strategy of going for two outlaps rather than a single outlap. So which effectively gave Charles Leclerc some of the slipstream. But even then, with the even after the slipstream, he was probably two tenths ahead of Lewis Hamilton in the final uh, Q3 classification. So that is a brilliant performance from him and a very good lap which Charles Leclerc has done in the Q3. So he absolutely deserved his P1 position right now in Baku. In the second place, we have Lewis Hamilton. So despite all the talks which were going on yesterday, considering that Lewis Hamilton was in P11 position and at the end of FP2, so still he was able to actually outqualify Max Verstappen in the Q3. So this shows how much of a great driver can actually bring about to the team and how much difference a great driver can actually bring about in the results. So Lewis Hamilton did absolutely brilliant and I think he did the maximum which he could in the Q3 session because he did have the slipstream from Bottas. So it wasn't as if he didn't have any slipstream. So despite having slipstream, he finished in P2 position. It's just that probably that that's where the limit of Mercedes was right now in the qualifying sessions. He did say at the end of the interview that the race pace of Mercedes is definitely better. So I'm expecting uh, Mercedes as well as Red Bull to be closer to uh, Charles Leclerc and probably overtake him in, uh, during the course of the race. But I think Lewis Hamilton would be very happy to actually start the race on P2 position ahead of his main rival Max Verstappen who finished in P3 position. So Max Verstappen didn't really do it, did anything wrong like I saw his lap, there weren't any flaws. It's just that for some reason he wasn't able to extract the maximum out of the car because if we do look at the qualifying sessions or like if we do look at the practice sessions also, Red Bull had a faster car as compared to Ferrari and Mercedes. So usually you would expect them to be finishing up higher in the grid and starting higher on the grid on Sunday rather than in P3 position. So I'm guessing Max Verstappen would be slightly disappointed with his performance and slightly frustrated as well because it's the second time which, it, which has happened that he is not able to start the last lap in Q3 and possibly he could have got pole position but still he was 3 tenths off the pace from Charles Leclerc and it would have been difficult to actually cover the gap even if he would have got a better slipstream. So Pierre Gasly, another brilliant performance for him like probably Charles Leclerc and Pierre Gasly are are the two drivers who have consist consistently delivered in the qualifying sessions. So Pierre Gasly had an amazing session. At one time, looking at the sector times of Q1 and or sector time of sector 1 and sector 2, it looked at as if he would actually finish up the qualifying in the P1 position also because he had some time advantage over Charles Leclerc at the end of sector 2. But probably he didn't get a proper toe from Yuki Tsunoda who was ahead of him which meant that he, he'll be starting the race tomorrow in P4 position. So Carlos Sainz 
will be starting the race in P5 position. I think he'll be slightly disappointed because he would be slightly expecting to be closer to Charles Leclerc in terms of the in terms of the qualifying pace. Also, he did actually get a toe as well because Charles Leclerc was, I think, ahead of Carlos Sainz. So I don't really know what happened, why he was actually three tenths behind the qualifying pace of Charles Leclerc. It probably could have been the Charles Leclerc pulled out the lap of his life, but that's what it is right now. But I think he'll be placed with the effort. He won't be too disappointed. Although he would be slightly expecting himself to do better the next time. But still, P5 is a good position for Ferrari and it's something which they can go with alternate strategies also, which can probably help Ferrari to have a good uh, race result tomorrow. Probably they could also have podium as well, considering that Ferrari and Alfa Tori cars are almost equal on the race pace. And I would probably say that Ferrari is slightly ahead of Alfa Tori. So considering just... Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen who, who are ahead of Carlos Sainz. I think it will be a good race and probably uh, Ferrari should be looking to get a podium place tomorrow. So Lando Norris, the only McLaren who will be starting the race in the top 10 position. He qualified in P6 position. So I don't really know what happened considering that McLaren is a faster car and since the racetrack of Baku has a different configuration as compared to Monaco. Like Monaco was a street circuit which had very tight and twisty corners which were very slow in nature whereas Baku is slightly free-flowing even though it's still a street circuit but still because of the long streets it significantly gives an advantage to the cars who have a greater straight line speed. So McLaren is usually considered a faster car in those circumstances but still Land Norris probably might not have been able to get the maximum out of the car because of tire temperature or for traffic or various other reasons. He'll be starting on P6 position but still there's a lot to play for. He actually qualified. He has consistently been qualifying or actually at least finishing the race in top 6 positions. So he still has the chance to actually deliver a good race tomorrow and probably get a very good points which will actually help him in the driver's championship as well as help McLaren in the constructor's championship. So on the 7th position we have Sergio Perez so he'll be supremely disappointed considering he actually he was actually topping the timesheets in the FP1 and FP2 so considering he'll be starting the race in P7th position behind McLaren behind Ferrari behind even one Alfa Tauri so he'll be di uh, disappointed he'll be probably looking at to looking back at the qualifying session to see what they could have done better whether it was a matter of uh, probably traffic or probably not getting the tires up to the temperature or probably because of lack of confidence only Sergio Perez can tell but he'll be really disappointed but at the same time like as I have said earlier on Sergio Perez is really not really known for the qualifying pace because even when Sergio Perez and Ocon were together as teammates Ocon was the one who actually out qualified Sergio Perez it's just that because of experience and because of better race pace and because of experience and how he's able to manage the tires Sergio Perez uh, at the end of the season finished ahead of you ahead of Esteban Ocon so I'm expecting a better race pace from Sergio Perez tomorrow and better tire management but it's just that in qualifying he still needs to improve in order to give Red Bull chances to actually go for alternate strategies and to put pressure on Lewis Hamilton or Mercedes so just because Sergio Perez is actually starting in P7 position that actually gives restricts the options for the Red Bull to go for strategies in order to 
play the strategies against Mercedes and in order to give them an upper hand. So this won't be happening tomorrow since Sergio Perez will be starting in P7 position. In P8 we had Yuki Tsunoda. So Yuki Tsunoda at the end of Q2 was looking uh, would be probably looking quite a confident driver because it's for the first time he'll be starting in Q3 position. So at the start of Q3 probably others might be hoping that yeah this is the race where Yuki Tsunoda would show others the promise which uh, people see in him but unfortunately he had probably one of the best uh, two sessions which we have seen right now uh, across the whole season but just in Q3 then he actually put his car in the barriers and effectively ruined not just his qualifying session but he also ruined Max Verstappen's qualifying session as well. So in P9 position we have Fernando Alonso. I think he would be pretty happy to get into Q3 considering his teammate Esteban Ocon would be starting in, in P12 position. So I don't think there was anything major wrong with the sector times and the lap times which Fernando Alonso was putting. It's just that the car is slightly slower. It's definitely probably inching towards the P10 position and not something at the top of the midfield. So I think Fernando Alonso would be happy with where he is starting right now because that's where uh, that's what the current status of the Alpine car is. In P10 position we had Valtteri Bottas so definitely the weekend didn't really start good with for Valtteri Bottas considering he had a delayed flight so he just I think arrived at the end of Thursday night probably and then that carried over to Saturday as well so I think there's a lot of bad luck involved as well probably and also some mistakes on the part of Mercedes as well according to strategy. So Valtteri Bottas did actually gave some toe to uh, Lewis Hamilton for the first lap run in Q3 and usually you would expect similar thing to happen at the second uh, lap run as well like you would expect Lewis Hamilton to actually give the toe to Bottas for the second lap run but it didn't really happen. I don't know why was it the fault from Mercedes that they didn't communicate it to properly, didn't communicate properly to Lewis Hamilton or they didn't communicate properly to Valtteri Bottas or probably that was the plan all along. But anyways, the strategy didn't really help Valtteri Bottas because he was the first driver on the grid and he did actually try to slow down so that probably someone else can actually overtake him so that he can get a toe for the final run. So Charles Leclerc, who probably had a provisional pole position and didn't really wanted to take any chances and also there's a time limit also like you have to complete the lap within a certain time if you don't do you automatically get some penalty so probably that could also be the reason why Charles Leclerc didn't actually wait behind Valtteri Bottas he simply overtake him and went on with his business but as fate would have it because of Yuki Tsunoda who actually put his car in the barriers and also I didn't really mention that Carlos Sainz also had a spin at that time which effectively led his front wing to break off from the car. I'm hoping that there wouldn't be any tire, any damage to the gearbox because his rear end did actually hit the barriers but uh, the contact wasn't that much to actually impact the gearbox and also he was actually able to take his car out and actually probably put his car or like uh, drag his car back to the pit stop. So if, if the car is actually good enough to drag uh, itself to the pit stops I believe there wouldn't be any damage to the gearbox but only time will tell or probably Ferrari would tell. So Carlos Sainz didn't really had a good Q3 session so he would be slightly disappointed with that effort and 
because mechanics would have to work overnight to get his car fixed and there's also slight uneasiness also because you don't really know whether there would be some major damage to the car or not or because of which you would get any penalty or not and i think let me since i touched upon carlos Sainz, let me also touch about lando norris because he is still under investigation for speeding under the red flag session so it is possible that lando norris might get some penalty probably he might get a three place penalty because when a car is actually speeding up in under the red flags that is something which fia takes quite seriously or the stewards takes quite seriously so he probably would not get a fine if he has actually infringed on it it's more likely a penalty but since uh, it's not i don't i'm not thinking that it would be a very harsh penalty but i am considering a three place weird penalty if he had actually infringed on that law so probably another forgettable weekend for Valtteri Bottas unless because of luck probably there is a red flag or probably there is some safety car of which Valtteri Bottas is able to take advantage of the take advantage of in the race it will be a forgettable weekend for him again and he will be pro probably quite angry at not just himself but also at Mercedes as well for not playing this out quite well and not giving him a toe and not uh, sending him out in a good position for the second lap in Q3. So Sebastian Vettel will be starting the race on P11. Again, Aston Martin and Alpine aren't really the good cars. So if both of them are actually able to get closer to P10 position, then I would believe that they would be quite happy with it. Sebastian Vettel was quite disappointed, like he wasn't able to start his Q2 lap because of which he actually missed out on Q3. He believed that he had, he had a good pace and possibly he could have actually got a better pace than Fernando Alonso and he could have actually got into Q3. But the good, good thing about Sebastian Vettel starting the race on P11 is that he'll get a free tire choice. So they might choose to choose to go for a medium set of tires for an alternate strategy so which can actually play out in their favor actually considering it's a street circuit so you can actually expect some safety car as well. So if they actually go with medium tires they can probably go long and take advantage of that safety car. So Esteban Ocon will be starting in P12 position. So I didn't really see his lap times or his qualifying session so I can't say what went wrong with the qualifying but definitely something went wrong because Fernando Alonso will be starting in P9 position. Then we have Daniel Ricciardo who will be starting in P13 position simply because he put his car in the tires or in the barrier sorry. So definitely he wouldn't be happy with his performance and how the current season has been spanning out because his teammate is constantly putting the car in top P6 position and also finishing the, up the race in top 5 positions and whereas he is not able to actually qualify in the top uh, 10 position itself so definitely he, he would not be happy he will be quite disappointed with them with himself actually not actually the team so I believe it will be a race to minimize the damage tomorrow and I believe like he will be one of the drivers who will probably opt for a riskier strategy so he might actually opt for a medium tires and go for a very long because Daniel Ricciardo, Sergio Perez, Lance Stroll. So these few drivers are the ones which are able to actually maintain the tires quite well for a long period of time. And we have seen them go for a very long stretch numerous times in the past. So I'm guessing Daniel Ricciardo will actually go for a risky strategy to actually go for a long in the hope that probably some safety car or probably some overcut might actually help him in the race so that he can actually finish up in the points. So even if he is able to actually finish up 
like P7 or P8 position, it will be a very good race for him. So we had Kimi Raikkonen in P14 position, we had George Russell in P15 position, and the last three positions were Nicholas Latifi, Mick Schumacher, and Nikita Mazepin in P18 position. So we had two red flags apart from the red flag which was brought by Yuki Tsunoda. We had one red flag which was brought by Lance Troll and another red flag which was brought by Giovinazzi. Both of them brought out the red flags in Q1 because of which they weren't able to actually qualify better and they'll be probably be starting the race in P19 and P20th position. Definitely not what they wanted. Considering Lance Troll definitely has a good pace so he'll probably be looking to be getting closer to where Sebastian Vettel was and Antonio Giovinazzi definitely is showing his true pace uh, this year and he definitely since probably this could have been the last Formula 1 year he definitely needs to actually show pace in order to impress the other people and finishing P in or like starting the race in P20 position wouldn't really help his chances so that's the great that's the great uh, for the qualifying session which we have seen right now and hopefully there won't be any penalty tomorrow for Lando Norris so that he can start in the P6 position and if you look at the top 10 cars in the who will be starting on the race tomorrow there's a lot of mix and match because Ferrari even though Ferrari isn't the fastest car they'll be starting in P1 position and then we had we have a mixed mixture of cars we had we have Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, Alfa Tauri so like First four drivers who will be starting the race, all of them are of different constructors. And we also have Valtteri Bottas who is definitely out of position, who will be starting the race on P10 position. So we definitely expect to see some on-track action right from the start itself. And uh, since it's not like Monaco, we are expected expecting to see a lot many overtakes as well. So that's it for right that's it for the qualifying session in Baku right now. Hope to see you in the race tomorrow and catch up with you later on. Thank you and enjoy the race tomorrow. Thank you. Bye.